welcome back to the Ath Geeks podcast, where athletes and geeks collide. This is a special episode. It wasn't supposed to happen, but we thought we needed to come back on the show to discuss one of the topics that we discussed last show. What'd you say? I said we thought we needed, like it wasn't just one of us that got triggered. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm Adrian, that's Bakari Spells. And let's jump into this. So my question for you is, why why do you think John Wall is still a all-star level caliber player? Excuse me? I'm just going based off your post. I saw people saying he was better than Jalen Brown. I saw people saying a <laughs> lot of things. I'm just saying, going based off that post, people view John Wall in the high light. Uh, okay, let's make things clear. I never, nor do I, believe that John Wall is still an all-star level like player. He was at one point, and he has some of the same talent that made him one, but he's not that on a night-in, night-out basis. I do believe that John Wall is a replacement to average level starter. You want, you want me to be honest with you? The role yes. I invented for John Wall is what Derrick Rose does for the Knicks. And it, it may be a lazy comparison considering that Derrick Rose had multiple lower body injuries and issues staying healthy and was electrically fast, one of the fastest people from in the end in the NBA. And, you know, had to had troubles adjusting his game to his injuries and lack of athleticism after the injury. But he eventually found his stride and became the go-to scorer coming off the bench. That's maybe not a go-to scorer piece, but something in that mode is what I envision for Wall. And I just don't know a team that wouldn't take that at an affordable price. But, okay, I like the Derrick Rose comparison. But here's my thing with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, yes, his game relied a lot on his athleticism. But Derrick Rose was extremely crafty under the rim. And he has a really good mid-range shot and a okay three-point shot to where he can be okay in that regard. The thing with John Wall is he relies a lot on that athleticism and he's extremely, extremely ball dominant. So a player that's extremely ball dominant in any I mean, we've I'm only going based off what we ever seen. Who knows what he might do if he played with somebody like LeBron? I don't think that would fit either. But He's ball dominant, and he has an extremely high usage rate. I don't see a lot of teams that want that. I I see a lot of teams giving him a chance, but I feel like we're going to see, similar to like IT, Boogie, and Kimba, that it's going to be more of like a, it's better to keep, he's not worth, he's not worth those minutes. No, man, see, all right, this this is what we're not going to do, because this is where John Wall is different than IT, Boogie, and Kimba. IT is a very, very undersized guard with an injury history, right? He's 5'9 with a bad hip. And he can't, and he's inconsistent shooting. And Kimball Walker, can't, can't undersized. Can't play. John Wall you hasn't played defense in four no, no, years. No, no. You're not going to make my point for me. Let me cook. Let me cook. <laughs> All right. So that's why IT is not in the league. Boogie is just, it's just the, the game. His game is not the game for the big man in the NBA anymore. He has a niche, but I mean, it's five minutes. In every other game, you know what I'm saying? And then fucking Kemba Walker, I mean, it's just another undersized guard who's not scoring consistently. 
but none of them are a six four guard who's even losing speed is still a fast player on average in the NBA with a high basketball IQ. And even though he was ball dominant, dominant, he understands the game and could probably play off the ball or move the ball in a different system. I mean, it's but we stop acting like he's not that nigga, bro. Like he don't gotta be that nigga no more, but he is that nigga. He's not. I'm not saying he's yeah. not. I'm just saying I don't think I don't like I said last part, I don't see him play I see him more of like a eight to twelve, thirteen minute a game guy, and that's about it. Because I'm just going based off what I've seen. I don't care like cause a lot of people base their things off stats. They like they look at the numbers, they look at the box score, they be like, "Oh, well, he had twenty points." And I'm like, "Okay, but there's a lot of mistakes in those twenty points. There's a lot of bad decisions in those twenty points. Similar to like players like Russell Westbury, like they're gonna give you great numbers, but there's a lot of bad plays in between that that negate those other plays, which isn't tracked in the box score. So it's like, okay, yes. This time, like, first play down the court, he drives up, he hits a layup. Cool, two points. Second play of the game, he goes up, they bring extra help. There's a man wide open in the corner. He still goes up for the layup. He misses the layup. He gets, whether he gets fouled or not, he misses the layup. They don't call it. He falls on the ground because he's out of control. They go down court, they score. I've seen that countless times, and it's like, that's not tracked in the box score. That is not a good decision. That has nothing to do with what? We're not going to talk about decision-making. Like you told me Dennis Schroeder was a better decision. Are you telling me Dennis Schroeder was a better decision-making than John Wall? No, no, no. But Dennis Schroeder, I'm, that's what I, that's what I was about. I was going to bring that up later. That's like context and fit. Dennis Schroeder, what he does it's fine for him to do because we don't use, we're using Dennis Schroeder more right now because Jalen Brown's hurt. If you watch those games, you'll see he he's used more now that Jalen Brown's hurt. Originally, like I told you, he comes off the bench. He's there for those little minutes here and there when Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown not on the court and they need the bench unit in. And his only responsibility is to score. We don't ask Dennis Schroeder to play defense. We don't ask Dennis Schroeder to play make. We go out there and say, hey, Go out here, and you're going to be our scoring threat while these two need a break. That is what you do. You That's what I'm saying. That's why I was saying the context thing. And when I was saying the, the same thing with the Grant Williams thing, how you're talking about, oh, well, you're saying he's the ace. But I'm like, in context, in context, he's the ace. Because of those role players, they play a specific role. That's why I'm saying I don't want him on the Celtics because he's ball. Yes, he's ball dominant. But the way our offense runs, our offense runs through Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. John Wall won't be having the ball in his hands. We, we've already seen it happen with better ball-dominant players. And we saw when Kyrie was there, what happened is like either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown is just sitting in the corner or you have Kyrie just sitting in the corner because that's not that's just how our offense goes. So if you have you want Kyrie Irving sitting in the corner, he's not really bringing much defense. Like that wasn't a great fit for us. Kimball Walker, we tried the same thing with him. Cause we're like, yeah, he can move the ball around better. He can play off ball. It didn't work because it's like, okay, if he's not scoring 20 points, 25 points, then what's the point of having him on the court versus this guy who brings a unique skill set, a specialist. So but bringing John Wall, John Wall into facilitate. that situation, huh? We don't need, okay, that's the thing. With our offense, we don't need a primary facilitator. Like your, he would be, that. that's like be, saying, yeah. I'm just saying, this is like him saying, oh, he would play a Rondo role. Brad Stevens got Rondo out of there as soon as he got there. 
because Rondo isn't the type of point guard we need. And you know, I love Rondo's my favorite point guard of all time. He's my favorite player of all time. But a player that's strictly like playmaking, so a Rondo, a Ricky Rubio, a John Wall at this point in his career, they don't fit our system. That's what I was trying. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. Can I can I finish what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like that system is working for y'all. Y'all y'all head coach ran to the GM position. Okay, but it's still it doesn't matter because you're it trying to build matter, something. Here. No, it doesn't Washington. because John Wall wouldn't. Like, oh, my coach, is, my coach decided that even this dude. Well, no, 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 no. Here, here's the thing. Here, yes, it had. Okay, first of all, it's gotten us to three Eastern Conference Finals more than a lot of people. Huh? But I'm just saying it's, 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 it's so you can't. No, I'm saying you can't say it hasn't worked. Yes, it had. We haven't gotten exactly a championship, but that's not mostly because of the system. That's not the system. There's like if you look at there's like a couple plays here and there. Players don't play as well in certain situations. You go back to that Heat series when we lost. You can't say, oh, that was Brad Stevens' fault. We lost. Kimba didn't play well. A lot of and then he was struggling with injuries as well. Gordon Hayward came in and we were running him basically as our point guard. And Gordon Hayward wasn't we are we don't our offense doesn't need a point guard that facilitates. Our our system works. We're just trying to get all the players in together, find the right players to fit the system. That's what that's you what do. I'm, and that's what I'm that's, saying. So you, you're saying the system So he doesn't works. fit our system. Why would I why would we change our system and build our system around a player yeah. like John Wall who's not as good? That doesn't make sense. You build your system around your star player. He's not better than Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, so we're going to build our system to fit them. So we're going to fit players around them that fit them. That's why they're kind of in a trial and error period. Right now the Celtics are in a trial and error period. They said that before the season. We aren't. This isn't a season where we're trying to win the championship or we're trying to go deep in the playoffs. That's why in my predictions, I put us in the play-in, barely in in the playoffs because I already know they're experimenting with the lineups. They're like, okay, maybe we need to bring Al Horford back to have a stretch big to go along with them so they can slash because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum want to have more opportunity to slash and they couldn't because they had bigs in the paint. Okay. Now we need to have players like this because we don't want, yes, Jalen Brown's guarding our best player, but we don't want to tire him out. That's why I put so much weight on Marcus Smart because he, yes, he can facilitate, but we don't need our point guard scoring a lot or facilitating a lot in our, in our system, the system they're trying to build. We are trying to build a system with our guards as defense, our big man defense, role players that can hit shots when they're open in our offense rem- revolving around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So John Wall doesn't fit that system. Dennis Schroeder is not going to be here after next year. That's already been clear. That's why they're like, yeah, go out and score as much as you want. And all you have to do is go out there and score right now because Jalen Brown's out. But when Jalen Brown comes back, Dennis Schroeder's going back to his reduced role. That's how they were. That's how they've been doing. That's what I'm saying. I'm watching our games and that's how our system is built. You look at a team like the Warriors, for example, John, you can't just put a good player. That's why I brought in when we were talking that Pascal Siakam thing. Pascal Siakam, on paper, is a better power forward than Draymond Green. He's an all-star power forward. He was the number one option for Toronto. He averaged over 20. He he still had a good year, and he's seen as the number one option in an all-star power forward in the NBA. You would not take Draymond Green off of... um, the Warriors and put Pascal in there and be like, yeah, we'll see how it fits because he doesn't fit like that. They have a system and they're trying to build a system. And if they don't fit the system, 
you've seen a lot of players go in and out of Golden State. You've seen some good players that go in there and they can't fit. Like Wiseman right now, that's the biggest thing they're talking about trading Wiseman because for some reason when Wiseman can't understand this Golden State system and he's not playing well with Steph, he plays well without Steph and all them, but that doesn't matter if when we have our stars here, you can't fit our system. So that's why he doesn't really play much even when he was healthy. That's what I'm saying. You can't just give up on the system to be like, oh, we're going to blah, blah. Yeah, we've been doing this system for a few years. Um, we didn't win a championship in those few years. Uh, we're going to give up on it. That's uh, not how you do it. Take a breath. Take a breath. You can't I talk am taking a breath. I'm just saying you, you can't, can't talk you want us to give up. You, bro. You can't talk I, I'm just, I wanted to lay out all my stuff so you can go out first. Cause you were, you were trying to make it seem like, like it's crazy for Boston not to want them. But I'm like, if you don't fit in a system, you don't you know, fit. It's not, it's not crazy for Boston not to want him. It's just crazy to think that he could not play in Boston system. I understand. I understand what you mean about fit. But sometimes people look at fit as an easy way out. Like, bro, these are basketball players. This is the this is the job. Like, their job is to adjust to the scheme. You're right. The scheme doesn't need to adjust to them. But John Wall is a basketball player. You telling me he can't do this ass with him? He's not the. Good, he asked, hasn't been a good I defender. Yesterday, you laughed. You like, I like that. Anybody yeah. try asking him to? Yeah, but he's I mean, not a good defender. As I was, I was, as a I was, defender, he's not a good defender anymore. He's not a good def- He hasn't been a bro, good defender in four no. years. If we want a defensive point guard, and John Wall has been awful and putrid defensively, and he and he's an athletic point guard, yeah. how how is he fitting that? So you're just telling me he just so went out there and not felt like playing point guard? He didn't feel like playing defense? Is your whole starting five really good defensively? Like the whole starting five? They're starting five. Yes, we haven't had our entire starting five healthy, but yes, our starting five has great switchability. We have Marcus Smart whenever they want. Cause like I said, we haven't been healthy. What Brad? What, I mean, not not Brad Stevens anymore. Ime Adoka wants is a defensive. He because he came from the Spurs system. He came from a bunch of other systems. He that he's tried out and he wants to be a defensive coach just like that. So he has Marcus Smart, the point guard, all all defensive player, Jalen Brown. He's a all-defensive caliber player. He hasn't been all-defensive player, but yeah, but he's considered one of the best two-way players in the league. Jason Tatum is 6'10", long wingsman, plays good defense. That's why they brought in Al Horford for that power forward because they wanted a big man that could switch and shoot the three because they were like, we need somebody that can stretch the floor because we had been playing Jason Tatum at power forward. Now we bring in Al Horford there and Rob Williams at the five. They wanted a defensive five. They want it, but remember, we didn't bring in Dennis Schroeder to the last minute. That's why we brought, we wanted to take a chance on Josh Richardson because we're like, he was, he used to be a good defender. He might not be anymore, but he used to be a good defender. They're trying to build this defensive identity mm-hmm. with their main scores being Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm saying John Wall doesn't fit that. I said he could fit in a system like the Clippers where they're not their whole identity isn't truly defense anymore. They used to be big defense, but now they don't have defensive big men or defensive anything like that. They have some good defensive wings that can cover for him. Mm-hmm. And they need the Clippers need a facilitator. With their offense, they need a facilitator, like somebody that's just gonna set and make other people's job easier. That's why he fits their system. He just doesn't fit ours. That doesn't mean he's an awful player. That just means we don't want him. Just like yeah. and I also just because y'all don't want him and he doesn't fit y'all system does not mean he cannot help y'all. Like, yes, it can. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, bro. Like, let me think. Fucking, oh. It, it's the instant offense. 
And basketball IQ. He's not he's instant offense because he's putrid. Oh my His God. shooting percentages is awful. He turns the ball over at a ridiculous rate. So he, he averages, okay, last, the last time we saw him play, he, he averaged almost seven turnovers, a little under seven turn. I mean, um, seven assists a game and almost four turnovers a game. So he, well, he's like, off the bench, so you know he ain't going to get you four turnovers. But no, no, he, no, that's not, that's not true, though, because people with high turnover percentages, we've tried that logic because we brought in Jeff Teague. We brought in Jeff Teague last year because we were like, yo, Jeff Teague, we can give him a chance. He can bring instant offense on. But guess what? Jeff Teague has always had a high turnover percentage. He turned the ball over like, I think it was like 17 or 18% of the time he had the ball. You're like, okay, he's going to be on the bench. He's not going to have the ball anymore. He was still turning over the ball. So it's like those decisions, they don't just go away of the bench. And it's like, okay, we'll, we'll just have the ball in his hands less. Well, if you're having the ball in his hands less, then you're negating the reason you have him. Because if he's there to score. Decision making, though. Huh? People can also improve decision making. I mean, he's. John Wall's like 32. Like, he, he like by now, he's oh, he, who he is. He's basically who he is. Like, we're not going to act like he's about to, he got but, unlimited potential. He's about to hit his next stage. Wait, but why are we even acting like you say he is who he is? Like, he was a bust or some shit. Like, John No, Wall, no, I'm just saying he is who he is. Like, whether decision making or not. Like, because John Wall's first NBA game, he had like 10 turnovers. He's always struggled with turnovers, but he was always an elite point guard because he was fast, great slasher was an amazing lockdown defender and he could play make. Yes, he was the he was what's called turning the ball over a lot, but his playmate he was still getting a lot of assists to where oh, he so could my, my question is why is why is the toned down version of that bad? Why is because he's not a because listen what I just said NBA player so not a me. defensive player. Like if you if oh, you are in Harrison, but he's a if he was a shooter player. and he didn't he's, play defense, that's the, different. Out the NBA level regress. That's what I'm about to tell you. Like, he maybe he's not a fit for the Celtics. Y'all don't deserve him. But I mean, you can say we don't deserve. We don't want. Like again, okay. look, listen. What I just said. This man just tore him. his Achilles. Like he did. Like he's. He like he's. <laughs> like come on now. Like he's not. He's not. It's not like he's just crazy just healthy like we saw him I, I watched all the John Wall I was on the John Wall hype last summer because he was working out with Gilbert Arenas he was doing all these things we're like okay we might see what he can do right, he didn't look too him. good the first year with Houston but he working now he looking okay he looking okay but I'm like he's just that's that's all it is like that's what I'm saying like players like that that rely on their athleticism when their athleticism wanes if they don't, if he had a legit jump shot, if he was like a 35, 36, 37% three point shooter, I'd be like, I can take John Wall because I can take all those negatives and just be like, okay, cool. Your positive makes up for it. But like I'm saying, if we're all we're, all we're gaining is playmaking, but we're giving up shooting that could go to somebody else on the court, because I'm not saying, I'm like, I'm not saying context. It's not like, if we, just because we have John Wall, we can't have somebody else. I'm like, we can have that that spot could go to a shooter. That spot could go to a defender. So I'm saying like that. If he was the – if he had the – if there was an offense that let him have the keys and he could play, make, and run how he wants, it works. But that doesn't work with us. That doesn't work with us. And I wouldn't want that more than a long – like not that much time. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I put him in there with Boogie and them. Like, yeah, for like eight minutes they could look good, 
they could look real good. He's giving you more than boogieing them though, bro. That's the part yeah. that's crazy to me. Well, he could, yeah, he he could, he could, he could give like, you more than Boogie because that, Boogie that is enough for a roster spot and consistent rotation minutes. Like maybe not on the Celtics. Yes, that's why. Uh, they, that's that's what the decision. You the way the way we were talking earlier, you kept getting upset because of the Celtics thing. That's what was getting me upset. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to explain to you the context of it. That's why I brought up the Warriors thing. That's why I'm bringing up these other. Things. I'm like, for our team, he is not a good fit. For other teams, he might be a good fit. I'm just telling you, when I watch my team night in and night out, and I see how they play, I and I and I remember how last time I saw John Wall play, I was like, yeah, I don't want that on my team. Cause I remember at one point people were like, why don't the Celtics try to trade for Russell Westbrook? And I was like, absolutely not. Yes, Russell Westbrook will bring 100%, but I don't want to sacrifice my theme, my um, what's it called my scheme, and letting my players build with a scheme. Cause you can't just like not all players are built the same. Where people can just come in, see that one scheme, and be like, "Yeah, we got the scheme. We're gonna automatically just take off and win a championship." Some people need like five, six, seven years to get used to it, be good with it, and then be like, "Okay, we bought in. We got the right personnel. We're good." Like that's that that. And there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. So. A player like Russell Westbrook, a player like John Wall, they just don't fit. I don't want another point like we like we've tried these scoring point guards, we've tried these athletic point guards, we've tried the Celtics have gone through a lot of point guards over the years. But what we need is a after what we've seen, and that's why they value Marcus Smart so much. Where they're like, okay, yeah, he's not going to bring a lot on offense, but we need a defensive player that's going to help and make their jobs easier. So if he does all these things and it makes their job easier, it's worth it. It's worth it. We just, and the only thing else like I said, we need is a shooter. If it was a shooter, I would love John Wall there, but he's not a shooter. Man, man, man. Can you tell me why you like, you said you haven't watched him and like, you didn't even really watch him in Houston. So what, what are you basing this off of with John Wall? What are you talking about? I feel like, like you act like I'm saying he's gonna do some ridiculous shit. I never came in here and say he's gonna give you 28 and six. But the I way you, the way you were subtweeting me, it felt like you bro, were talking like he was just crazy. Like, no, because I just understand what talent, no matter how how far is Wayne can help a basketball team, no matter how many minutes he is either. Like he could just help a basketball team. That was really my only. My only statement, and depending on the team, that contribution may look different. Like we're not gonna act like he can't play twenty minutes on a bad team or even an average team. Yeah, but then that goes back to why would you want him to play twenty minutes on a bad team? Because it's like if you're on a bad team, you're rebuilding. Why would you want to give him those minutes instead of giving your young people those minutes to develop? That's that's coaching style. So like the the rebuilding shit is really on the the GM. And depending on how aligned that coach and that GM are, is is where you see like the lineup function. It's like okay, see the GM and that head coach are aligned. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they called them up in the G League. They're like, all right, cool. You can be the head coach. That's what we're doing. Make it. We're going to fucking pull the veterans out. Fucking SGA is going to have a fucking cramp every other night. We're going to sit him out. You know, they're they're taking as a line. But some coaches are fucking coaching for their job because losing gets people fired. So you're going to want. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying with that situation. Yeah. But luckily, the Celtics aren't in that situation where they were like, "Hey, 
we got to fire. Like, nobody, we weren't trying to fire Brad Stevens. More so, we were trying to get rid of Danny Ainge because we're like, yo, our coach is trying to win, but our GM doesn't want to make any moves. Now no. we have a different GM and our coach that's going to be like, okay, we, 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 we're willing to, like, buy in. That's why I said they basically threw this year away, which I don't understand why they threw this year away, but they still brought in, like, people like Josh Richardson and Dennis Schroeder. But I understand at the same time they only brought them on one-year deals in like a player's like option and everything like that. So it's like short deals, short deals. So they're like, okay, we don't have to worry about them like being here. We cannot pick up their option. They could be gone after next year. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'd rather at the same time, that's why I also you'll see me saying, why isn't our Neesmith and Romeo Langford and all them playing more? Because I'm like, if we're throwing away this season, then throw away the season and play the young guys. I don't want to throw away the season but then y'all Ooh. still be playing all these older guys. I don't agree with that. But like, that doesn't make sense. Like, well, you want to keep your stars engaged, too. Because yeah, I guess you have a point there. You have a point there. Well, I'll admit that. Brown, Brown and Tatum are at that stage of their career where, like, niggas not trying to lose just for the hell of it. So, like, compete and then just assess where you guys are weak at and then try and retool from there. But, I mean, um, John Wall is not the answer to that. John Wall, John Wall's not the answer. John Wall's not the answer to anything. He's just an option that's available. <coughs> and he's not even available because he won't buy himself out. And that and that's another thing. We keep arguing about John Wall, but it's like this man doesn't even want to get a ball out. He said he wanna play, but it's like you can play if you that's agree to this buyout. Request. That's not an unfair request. I'm under contract. I'm under I mean contract yeah. to play basketball. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not but, wrong. And like I could see and, and it's tricky because there's niggas that's on contract that don't play a single minute. So I mean, the Rockets can do it. It's just, it's shit. But like, I don't understand I the, the I Rockets. I think the compromise would be him playing some G League games, but I don't think yeah, Kyrie would want to do that. But, I mean, yeah, because I think he just wants to show it. people he still got it a little bit. You get okay, then he can make people like me shut up. Because yeah. like I said, I'm just going based off what I said. And I like I said last podcast, John Wall come out there and start hooping. I will say I was wrong. I will say I was dead wrong. But until yeah. I see that, nah. If he wanna hook, man, just let the nigga play some G League games. But I, I, I get it. He's too old to do that shit and risk getting hurt playing meaningless games. But, yeah. But at the same time, looking at that, I don't understand why they're benching John Wall, but then they're playing players before they benched Daniel Tice, but then they brought him back into the lineup. Like they benched him for two games. We don't started that two game win streak. Now they're on like a six game win streak, and then they brought him back and he started playing again. But like you keep. Eric Gordon, Daniel Tice, and Christian Wood playing, but you bench John Wall. So it's like you say you want to lose, you don't want to play these players, but then you're playing these older players. Well, fit right, like you talked about earlier, because it's a new coach, a new ish coach. But they're yeah. not gonna, they're not gonna be there for the, cause you know these young, a lot, most their, most their people that are in their future, they drafted this draft, or and then there's Kevin Porter Jr., who's like a year or two older than them. So yeah. it's like none of them are gonna be ready. By time, like these guys, like by time these guys are ready, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, and Daniel Tice aren't going to be there anymore. So it's like, what's the point of keeping them there if they're not going to be there? Because you can't assume that because you never know when someone decides. Like if you look at the Nets a couple years ago, they weren't thinking about anybody. They weren't thinking about LeVert being ready for anything when KD decided, all right, cool, I want to be here. I guess you have a point there. So you just got to prepare – it's like a passing to get the people you got ready to win. 
Yeah, yeah you keep those certain players that are, could help you win. And then let's say somebody crazy like a Giannis comes to the market. He's like, I want to play in Houston. And then they can trade for like all those young players. And then you still have Christian. Well, I see what you mean, yeah, just you, in case. Because if you, when you think about it, there's been teams that's been trying to do the do it bad thing for a while. I feel like and it's been doing it bad for a while. Like I feel like the Kings are one of those teams where it's like I, I don't think the Kings are trying to be bad. I think the Kings are just a poverty organization. And don't get me started on the Kings because <laughs> that's one of those organizations I just can't stand. All right, shit, that might be a good spot to end of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, okay, we we cleared the air with the John Wall. Spell still thinks you know he's better than Jalen Brown, like his boy Belch. I still I think. I still think he's a solid player in the right situation. But if he's not in the right situation, it's gonna be bad for him. He's gonna look. He's gonna look bad. And I hate that because I don't want John Wall to look bad. But I feel like if he does eventually get bought out, he gets traded. He goes to the wrong situation. He's gonna look putrid, and then people are gonna be like, "See, he's awful." I don't want him to look awful. I hope he goes to the right situation, but we never know in those situations. But, you know, the moral of the story is your favorite players, the players you like, it's okay for them to be washed and you to let it go. It's okay to let them go. Spells. It's okay to let John Wall go. John Wall is nowhere close to being my favorite player. Yeah, you're, you're one like, like like players you like. It's okay to like play, you can like players and still think they're washed now. They're not getting I, one. I think John Wall's been more hurt than washed, but I mean, he has been. But that go to me, that kind of goes hand in hand because it's like if you struggle a lot of like, especially injuries he's had, where it like I said, it takes it kind of like Derrick Rose, where it takes a hit on your athleticism. It kind of sends you into a wrong path. But hopefully, he does get a resurgence like D Rose. Hopefully, you're right and I'm wrong. Because then that means he's going to be balling out. But it's got, until it's got that happens. Because right D-Rose had the luxury of having Thibs. You know yeah. I mean? So who, Twice, who, actually. Yeah, so who does John Wall <laughs> have that luxury with? Maybe a Monty Williams. Maybe maybe a Doc Rivers. One, one of those coaches that actually went to invest in a, a elder statesman in some type of role. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Anyways, that's been the Athletes Podcast. Spin still said, Spin still doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to John Wall because he said he hasn't watched him since 2017. Always respect women. Always respect yourself. We out. John Wall's washed.